0: On today's Kids Corner, Liz and the gang put on a play with an unexpected outcome for Grandpa. I have no choice but to order myself to jail for 30 days. Sentence to begin immediately. This case is closed. Bailiff, take me away.
1: Stay tuned.
5: Hi, and welcome to Kids Corner, or more precisely, to the Clubhouse stage, where an audience has gathered and Liz and the gang are about to put on their latest show. Oh, they're getting started. I better take my seat. See you at intermission.
3: Good evening, ladies and gents, and thank you for being responsible enough to come to our humble performance. I say responsible because that's the subject of our show. We call it Three on Responsibility. Three because you'll see three one act plays on the topic of responsibility. The first one is called It's Not My Fault. Curtain! (laughs) We start off in the land of yore, in the humble courtroom of Judge Grandpa, a serious, if somewhat dim witted, justice, as you'll soon see. Here come the judge! Here come the judge! Everybody rise, cause here come the judge!
0: Be seated. Bailiff, call the first case. The court calls Skink the infamous. Now,
3: Skink was a well-known no-gooder, a notorious thief and reprobate, a fink, a rat fink, and a dirty rat fink. They got the point. Now, in addition to those things, Skink was also quite clever. He had appeared before the court many times before, but on this occasion, he hobbled in on crutches before the dim-witted judge.
4: Skink, what is the meaning of this? I'll tell you what the meaning is. I want to lodge a complaint. Complaint? Against who? Against Spike the Lowly. Silence!
0: Just what is the nature of this complaint?
4: Well, yesterday, I was walking down the road past Spike's place, minding my own business. Suddenly, I noticed something. The window to his house wasn't fastened. Wasn't fastened? Well, naturally, me being the good, concerned citizen I am, I wanted to check it out. I mean, I had to make sure Spike's property was protected. Of course. So I hightailed it over Spike's fence, scooted across his yard, and checked the window. Sure enough, it was completely unlocked. I knew I had to let Spike know this, so I climbed inside. Inside? ...to leave him a note about the lock. Ah, I see. But I was only halfway in when the window still collapsed. I fell backwards at least two or three feet and broke my ankle. Broke? Well, okay, maybe not broke, but sprained. Sprained? No, okay, maybe not sprained, but it's badly bruised. See?
0: Hmm, actually, that looks like dirt.
4: No, oh, you're right, it is, but my ankle hurts something awful because of Spike's windowsill. I demand justice.
0: Hmm, justice, eh? Skink, I believe you're right. Why, I am? Yes, justice is needed, and justice you shall have. Yeah. Bailiff, call Spike before the court immediately. The court calls Spike the lowly.
3: The door is open, and Spike came in. That's him.
0: Skink, the criminal here, says that he sprained his ankle on your window.
1: That true? Um, uh, I couldn't say, Judge. I I wasn't there.
0: But your window's broken, isn't it? Uh, Yes, sir. And Skink is standing here on crutches? Uh, Yes, sir. Now, just what makes you think you can expose the public to a dangerous, faulty window? Uh, It's not my fault. It isn't?
1: No, sir. Uh, Then whose fault is it? Maury the Carpenter. Maury Maury the the carpenter? Carpenter? That's right. I paid him good money to build that window. He should have made it stronger so that it wouldn't fall apart.
4: That's true, your judgeship. You don't want a window falling apart when someone's trying to climb through it.
0: Hmm, you have a
4: point. Summon Maury
0: the Carpenter to the bench.
3: Maury entered. The judge explained the situation to him and then roared,
0: How dare you build a window that would sprain a lizard's ankle? What's wrong with you?
1: Uh, please, sir. I I know I didn't build the window as strongly as I could have.
0: So you admit your guilt? Uh, yes, but, but it's not my fault. You're guilty, but it isn't your fault. Yes, sir. Whose fault is it?
1: Granny the cookie maker. Granny,
0: Granny the
4: cookie, cookie maker? maker
1: huh? One and the same. I, I didn't do a good job on the window because well, I wasn't feeling very good on the day I built it. I I had just a bunch of Granny the Cookie Maker's cookies, and and they upset my stomach. You really can't build a window with an upset stomach. Of course not. You need power
0: tools. So, um, the Cookie Maker's cookies made you nearly toss your cookies, eh? Yes, and nice phrasing. Oh, thank you. Uh, Granny the Cookie Maker, just how far does this conspiracy go? Summon her immediately. Summoning Granny, the cookie maker.
3: Granny made her way in front of the judge and heard the case against her.
5: Well? Oh, yes, the carpenter's cookies. I remember the day he ate them. And? And they may not have been my best batch. Too much sugar. Or or was it salt?
0: Then you are to blame.
5: Uh, No, it's not my
0: fault. How did I know you were going to say that? All right, whose fault is it?
5: Lucille the Lonely.
3: That's Lucille the Lovely.
5: Oh, sorry, a lovely. Lucille the Lovely? lovely. Oh, she came in and she distracted me. She was wearing the ugliest dress that I have ever seen, which is really ironic for someone named Lucille the Lovely.
3: Judge Grandpa couldn't believe it.
0: I can't believe it. I'm going to get to the bottom of this mess one way or another, and when I find out who's really responsible... They'll go to jail for 30 days. (gasps) Bailiff, call Lucille. Calling Lucille the Lonely.
3: That's lovely.
0: Uh, lovely.
3: The judge explained everything to her. And Lucille replied, it's not my fault.
0: Oh, boy.
3: I only wore the dress, Your Honor. I didn't make it. (laughs) Blame Cammie the Dressmaker for that. Cammie the the Dressmaker? Mm -hmm. She is the only one who makes dresses around here. True.
0: You speak truth. Send for Cammy.
3: I'm present.
0: M- Whoa. What, were you sitting in court? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, what's your story?
2: My story is simply accountability for this error has been mistakenly assigned to me. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's not my fault. Oh. Uh-huh. I can only piece together my garments from patterns, and the patterns I received were difficult to comprehend.
0: I know you're speaking English, but... uh, I couldn't uh, read
2: the dressmaking pattern. The fault lies with Scooter, the pattern maker.
0: Oh, here we go again.
3: Scooter was summoned, and upon arriving, immediately said... It's not my fault. Lacey the printer printed the patterns badly. And when Lacey was called, she burst in and yelled... It is not my fault. My printing can only be as good as the paper I print on and the ink I use. Well, by now, the judge had had enough.
0: And just where did you get the paper and ink, young lady?
3: I got it from you, Your Honor. It was true. Judge Grandpa was not only a judge, but also the owner of the company where all of the paper and ink used in the town were made. I
2: don't <laughs> <if all this laughs> is.
4: Quiet! Quiet! What
3: Quiet!
0: In keeping with my promise, I have no choice but to order myself to jail for 30 days. Sentence to begin immediately. This case is closed. Bailiff, take me away.
4: Uh, yes sir
3: And so, Judge Grandpa went to jail for a month Which was perfect for Skink the criminal For 30 days was just enough time for his ankle to heal And for him to break into Judge Grandpa's now unoccupied house And clean it out (laughs) Skink, you're a genius (laughs) Now, this tale may seem silly to you Until you stop and think about how often this very thing happens all around us Kids will cheat on a test and blame their neighbor for letting them see their test paper. Or lose their homework and blame it on the dog. Or make a mess and blame their brother or sister. We've all said, it's not my fault at one time or another. But the Bible tells us that people ruin their lives by their own foolishness. Sooner or later, we all need to take responsibility for our own actions.
5: This show that Liz and the gang are putting on is loads of fun. Oh, they've just finished changing the set. The stage looks like Granny Gecko's farm. And here comes Grandpa. I'll talk to you later.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Well, now that I'm out of jail, we can get on with our next one act about responsibility, which we call It's Not My Job. This is Granny Gecko. Hello. Pretty much everyone around these parts knows her. And pretty much everyone around these parts knows that, though very wise, Granny is a bit unorthodox about how she handles things.
5: Oh, why be normal? That's what I say.
0: And this is especially true when it comes to teaching our local youngsters about things like responsibility.
5: Oh, important topic. They need to learn it well.
0: Well, one day, when all the young lizards were over at her house, Granny couldn't help but notice that the kids were all exhibiting a certain unappealing behavior.
5: Unappealing nothing? It was downright
0: rude. It started when she was in her kitchen, and Liz walked through.
5: Hi, Granny. Bye, Granny. Uh, oh, hold on a minute, Liz. I want to ask you something. Yes, ma'am? Did you notice the bags of garbage sitting by the door? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. And is that all you have to say? Um, I hope
3: you find someone to take care of it. How about you? Oh, oh, I get it. Good. Uh, but I don't think so. What? Why not? Well, Granny, it's not my job. See you later.
0: And with that, Liz went outside and started playing. Granny was stunned. I'm stunned. She ended up taking the garbage out herself.
5: Fine thing for an old woman to have to do.
0: But that wasn't the end of the problem. The irresponsibility bug spread. Just like a bad rash. Whenever Granny asked one of the kids to do something, she got the same answer from them as she got from Liz. First, Lucille.
5: Lucille, those cookies need to be taken out of the oven.
3: Oh, you're right, Granny. Someone ought to do
5: something about that. But it's not my job. Then, Maury... Uh, Maury, those apples are not going to peel themselves.
1: You're right, Granny. Someone ought to do something about
5: that. But it's not my job. Then Cammie. Those books sure are stacking up on the piano, Cammie.
2: You're correct, Granny. No doubt someone should do something about that. But it isn't my job. Oh,
5: brother.
0: Granny knew something had to be done. And that evening, after the kids left, she got an idea. A
5: great idea.
0: She worked late into the night, and the next morning, when Liz and Spike came to play football in her grassy yard, they found something that wasn't there the day before.
1: Hey, where'd this big stone come
0: from? That's right. There was a big old stone right in the
1: middle of Granny's lawn. Um, maybe we can play around it? How? We'd have to run around it, and if we're not careful, we'll bust open our heads on it.
5: Hi, boys.
3: Hey, Granny, what's the deal with this stone? Oh, oh, you don't like it? Uh Uh-uh. Oh? Well, then you can just move it. Move it? Us? That's not my job. (laughs) Mine either. (sighs) Come on, Spike. Let's go sit on the porch. Sounds good to me.
0: Later, Maury came riding up on his new bike.
1: (laughs) Gonna
5: try out some new tricks on
1: Granny's lawn.
0: Then he also saw the stone.
5: Granny, what gives? Oh, it's just a new stone. You can always move it if you don't like it.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's not my job. I'll, I'll just try to ride around it. And
0: try he did.
1: Whoa! Um, not a good idea, Morrie. Oh, I I think you're right. Maybe I'll just keep my bike and my health intact and sit on the porch with you guys. Good idea.
0: Still later, Lucille and Cammie came to the yard.
2: You brought the kites, right, Cammy? Indeed. It would be difficult to conduct our experiments in wind force and velocity without them. Hey, look at that. This does not bode well. That large, igneous rock lies directly in the projected runway path for our kite flying. Granny! A stone?
5: Oh, it's nice, huh?
2: How will we conduct our experiments? Oh, well, you can just go on and move it would be most inconvenient. Yeah, and it's not our job. Shall we repair to the porch, Lucille? Indeed,
5: Cammy.
0: The girls joined the boys on the porch. Granny just shook <laughs>
5: her head inside. Look at y'all. All sitting like lumps. I'm so disappointed.
3: Well, you oh, got yeah, While
5: all the
0: kids were talking and complaining, Granny noticed that the Scooter had arrived. He asked her a
5: question. I was just wondering if you had some tools I can use to move that stone from the playing field? Well, of course. All you need, they're in the barn.
0: The other lizard still sat and watched as Scooter got out the tools and started unearthing the stone. Scooter dug and worked and worked and dug, and finally moved the rock out of the way. The other kids cheered.
5: Right. Oh, go. go go. Good job, Scooter! Right. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, What is it, Scooter? Is something wrong? There's something in the hole.
0: The little lizard reached in the hole and pulled out a box. He held it up to Granny.
5: Well, what do you know about that?
3: Hey, there's writing on it. What does it say, Scooter? Let's see. It says, This belongs to the one who moved the stone.
0: Scooter opened the box, and everyone's mouths fell open with surprise.
1: Wow! (gasps) I don't believe it! It's truly amazing!
5: It's filled with gold coins! For me? For you. The only one here who decided to do something instead of complaining about it.
0: Now, I'm sure you all know that taking responsibility probably won't result in your getting a box of gold coins. But being responsible does provide us with great and often unexpected rewards. As Proverbs 10:4 says, hands that don't want to work make you poor, but hands that work hard bring wealth to you.
5: Back again. Liz and the gang are doing a great job with their show. They've changed the stage again. I can't wait to see what's next. Oh, here comes Granny. Talk to you later. Welcome back for the third of our three on Responsibility. We call this one act, It's Not My Talent. And now, I'm sure all of you recognize Grandpa Annoli's farm. One day, the old lizard decided to take a vacation.
0: I deserve it.
5: But he had a few concerns to take care of before he went. So he called Lucille, Maury, and Liz together. Hi, Grandpa. Hey, Hi, Grandpa. Grandpa.
0: Good. You're all here.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: What did you want to see us about?
0: Well, I need the three of you to take care of my farm while I'm gone.
1: All of it?
0: Mm, no. I have some folks handling the livestock and the orchards. Oh, few. Uh, but I'm placing the three of you in charge of three parcels of land. Each according to your farming ability and taste.
3: Wow, wow. that's mm-hmm. awesome! Yeah. Uh,
0: Lucille, I'm giving you my five acre strawberry field because oh. I know how much you love strawberries. Oh,
2: I sure <laughs> do, Grandpa. Thank you. Uh, awesome.
0: Maury, yeah. you're a corn lover, so you get the two acre cornfield on the south plot. Wow, mm-hmm. thanks.
3: What do I get, Grandpa?
0: Uh, Liz. I know Thanksgiving is your favorite holiday, yeah. and, uh, well, the most favorite thing about it is. Pumpkin the, pie! You mean? <laughs> that's I right. Get the, oh. You get my one acre <laughs> pumpkin patch.
3: All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Grandpa. All
0: right. Now, listen up. Okay. I expect you to take good care of these fields. Now, things are just starting to bloom, so be sure to work the ground hard and get a good yield. All right. And when I come back. We'll have a huge party to celebrate
5: your hard work.
2: Yay, party! We'll take
1: care of everything, Grandpa.
5: Yep, you can count on us. We promise. So Grandpa went on his vacation.
0: Ah, this is the life.
5: And the kids watched over their respective fields. And true to form, Lucille took great care of the strawberries. She even managed to get five more acres from a neighbor to grow more strawberries.
3: I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them!
5: Likewise, Maury cultivated the corn and managed to get two more acre plots. But instead of corn, he decided to grow turnips on these two new plots.
1: Oh, they're very good for you, especially boiled.
5: Liz, however, did not follow suit. He shirked his responsibility, preferring to spend his time in leisure activities.
3: Liz, you better take care of the pumpkin patch. I'll get to it as soon as I finish off the monsters from Planet Xenon. Ha! Take that monster.
1: Uh Liz, the pumpkins aren't looking very good.
3: Oh, don't worry
1: about them. They're hardy.
3: Liz! Liz. All right, all right, all right. I'll go, I'll go. Right after my
5: baseball game this afternoon. See ya! Well, this went on nearly the whole time Grandpa was gone. Liz even missed an opportunity to increase the pumpkin patch from one acre to two. The result, of course, was that the pumpkins degraded and started dying. Then one day, the three young farmers got word that Grandpa was on his way home. And that's when Liz knew he was in trouble. Oh, no! This pumpkin patch
3: looks awful!
5: Finally, Grandpa returned.
0: Aloha,
5: everybody. (laughs) He gathered the three youngsters together. Come on,
0: let's go see how you did.
5: And Lucille showed him the five plus five acres of strawberries she had cultivated.
0: Nicely done, Lucille. Thank you. I'm going to leave you in charge more often and of more acreage. Congratulations. So, get ready for the party. Oh, yes, sir.
5: Grandpa moved on to Maury's corn.
1: Uh, What's all this? Well, I kinda had mixed results. The corn is doing great, but I also tried growing turnips on two more acres and they ended up horrible. I'm sorry, Grandpa.
0: Oh, that's okay, Maury. See, the soil here's not right for turnips, and uh, they're pretty tricky to grow.
1: (laughs) You can say that again.
0: But I do want to congratulate you on a successful corn crop. And don't worry. I know you'll do better with the turnips next time.
1: Then There'll be a next time? Of
0: course. I'll have no problem putting you in charge of more acreage. Now, go get ready for the party.
5: Yes, sir. Now Liz was watching all of this, of course, and when he saw how Grandpa treated Maury's failure with the turnips, Liz confidently took Grandpa to the pumpkin patch.
0: So, uh this is it, huh?
3: Oh yes, sir. And here it is, just like you left it to me. So I'll see you at the party, okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa
0: whoa, 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 not what? so fast there, Slick. What? I'm very displeased with you, Liz. But,
3: but, but why, Grandpa?
0: You blew it, Liz. Next time I'm giving your patch to Lucille. Oh,
3: but Grandpa. No I...
0: argument.
3: Yes, sir. I'll go tell Lucille the news. Wait, 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 hold
0: it. Hold it. Where do you think you're going?
3: Well, to the party. That is where Lucille is, isn't she?
0: Yes, but you aren't going there.
3: Why? Why not?
0: The party is for people who worked hard and used what I gave them creatively. But, Grandpa... You I... did neither. Oh. And I'm not going to reward you for laziness and irresponsibility.
3: Oh,
5: but...
0: You don't get to go to the party, Liz. You're uninvited. Oh, but, but,
5: but, but, Grandpa... Grandpa closed the gates to his farm, leaving Liz out in the cold. No!
3: Wow. Granny, I'm glad this is just a play. I hate to miss a party.
5: Me too, Liz. But this play has an important lesson for us all. It's based on Jesus' parable of the talents found in Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. It's important to remember that the things that we have, including our talents and our abilities, are not ours at all. And that's why we called this one act, It's Not My Talent. They belong to God, and He expects us to use them in His service. Wow, that was a great show. And it had some good reminders on the importance of responsibility, too. And I can't wait to see Liz and the gang's next show. Hope you'll be there, too.